three things before we get to the main show. Number one. Of course, I'm Max Pichette, I'm your host, and I want you to know, number one, that I have a lot of strong opinions on this show, and you'll hear that, but I just want you to know that just because I say it, I don't want you to believe it. I want you to do your own research about the topic, and I don't want to be feeding you propaganda. I have my opinions, and you can have yours. That's why I cite all my sources, so you can go and read those and make your own deductions. Two. And because I have such strong opinions, just know that I say some things that may be offensive to some people. I don't know why they would be, but apparently they are. And just so you know, it's not my job to make sure your feelings are intact, but I will give you a fair warning. Again, I don't care, but I just want you to know that if you're going to get your feelings hurt over an opinion, now is the time to uh, switch off. And number three, I have quite strong opinions, but I want everyone to know that none of the bands that I play on the show, none of the ads that I have on the show, or any of the interviews I have on the show agree with anything I say. As far as I know, they don't know what politics are. They could be living in a bunker for all their life, for all I know, you know, so as far as I know, as far as I care, honestly, they don't know what politics are, or what my opinions are even. I don't know what their opinions are, unless otherwise stated. If you don't know, likely assume that, you know, whatever. Again, they do not explicitly agree with me at all on anything, unless specifically stated. Please enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Phenomena Nations Podcast. Right now you're hearing Smiley My Styly by obscure new metal band Stubborn.
is from their 1996 demo. Um, so today we got a normal episode today, or somewhat normal. Last week we had an awesome interview with Malakath. So we're going to come back with just a normal structured episode like we would usually do. So... Yeah, I know we played this song as the outro song for last episode, but get over it, it's a good song. That was Smiley My Styly by Stubborn. Obscure new metal band, I know nothing about them. All I could find was this old 1996 um, demo that they did oh turn off my heater there that they did and um, I just found it on archive.org and I downloaded it and I really liked it so I was like oh okay maybe these guys made some more music they didn't they didn't but I like that style <sighs> so before I get to um, you know we go to break and stuff. I watched what I would argue is objectively the best movie ever made called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Yes, it sounds a bit, um, you know, it doesn't sound like, oh, that sounds like the greatest movie ever. It doesn't sound like that, but I would argue it. It's one of my favorites, at least. It's about this uh this guy with down syndrome and he uh and he sets out on a journey. Well, he um he doesn't have a family. His family left him and so he has to get uh taken care of by the state. So they put him in a nursing home with a bunch of old people. And uh they actually help him escape um to go and fulfill his dream of becoming a wrestler. Like uh like WWE type wrestler. Because he had this uh, videotape about a wrestling school back in like the 80s or 90s. And it was actually a fun movie. It was, um... And, and then like the, the the guy with Down Syndrome, his name is Zach. He meets Shia LaBeouf's character. And they, um... And they uh, go on like this journey across like... Um... The southern United States to go find this, uh wrestling school quite a good movie I really enjoyed it like there's my thing in here oh there it is I quite enjoyed it I would watch it again and again it was fun it was heartfelt it had everything I really enjoyed it so if you're looking for um a good movie like that, go watch The Peanut Butter Falcon. It's on Netflix, so I'm not sure where else it is, but 
yeah, objectively one of the the greatest movies ever made. So, you know. You know. Anyway, um, yeah, so go check that out if you're into that that funny, heartfelt movie type thing. Not like one of those romance movies, but like, it's a, it's a really well-written movie. And, um, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it at least, so. So we have new music. We have new music from Les Vinyl and Casey Jost. He is a producer on Impractical Jokers. And I heard of his music through the podcast, What Say You? And it took me, like, how long? It took me a while to finally um, contact him and ask him if I could use his music on my podcast. And he said yes. So that is, like, the coolest thing ever because I love his music. Um, so his solo stuff and his uh, endless vinyl, so... We're going to play my favorite song by the band Less Vinyl. You can also go and find his solo stuff on Bandcamp as well as his as well as Less Vinyl, Casey Jost at C A S E Y J O S T and then Less Vinyl is L E S V I N Y L. Yes. So this is um F for Effort by Less Vinyl. This is this is like my favorite song by them. It was the um, it was the music for what say you, uh, Q and Sal from Impractical Jokers. It was their podcast a couple years ago. So anyway, check this out. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, we got F. I heard that Rome wasn't built in a day Then how come everyone is rushing to get ahead And if I seem to be reserved, that's just my way Your questions seem like you're interrogating me Yeah, I try Then again, I don't try I get an F for effort I get a D next time the lemon metaphor four million times and I don't stand for lemonade don't ask me why and would a beverage stand be a job that be desired and where would I get the wood and should I try should I try then again I don't try again F for effort I get a 65 yeah, I try, yeah, 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 then again I don't try Again, F for effort I might as well just Uh-huh, uh-huh The currency don't grow like leaves on trees 
this Then how come my money comes and goes so seasonally And I wish farmers planted plants instead of thieves My friend pays a ton of green for greener groceries Yeah, she tries Then again, she don't try She gets an F for effort She'll plant a tree next time Yeah, she tries Then again, I don't try I get an F for effort I get a D next time Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I try message. Hi, Cassie. This is Nafia. Please call me what you say, not have hit. End of message. And we are back. I hope you enjoyed that song. I love that song. Again, that was F for Effort by Less Vinyl. You can go and find their stuff on Bandcamp as well as Casey Jost's solo stuff. Good music, I love it, and um, it's fun, and uh, I'm very happy to have it on the show. Anyway, we are going to um, now review an album. I'm missing my teeth here. Um, so this album... Uh, this is... The Valley by Whitechapel. We're going to be reviewing that. Now, for those of you who don't know, Whitechapel is a, a is an American deathcore band. And they're really good. They're one of, like, the deathcore bands. Like, when you think deathcore, you think, like, Oceano, Chelsea Grin. Um, and Whitechapel is usually one that comes up as well, as uh, one of the deathcore bands. Yeah, so this was their, um, this is their most recent album. They're actually releasing a new one this year. They released two singles off of their new album. Blood Soaked Symphony was awesome. Love that song. That's from their new album, Kin. This was The Valley. Now, this album was a little bit different than the rest of their stuff. So, Deathcore is metalcore mixed with death metal. Metalcore is extreme metal mixed with hardcore. It gets confusing when you're working with all of these different genres and blendings. And yeah, yeah, but... It's, um... Most people consider it, oh, that's not heavy. But, um... It's... In my opinion, at least. This is quite a good album. I, um... I'm a big fan of this album, actually. It's one of... It's my favorite Whitechapel album. So, again, this was released in 2019. With, um, Alex Rudinger on drums. He... I actually, um... Got into Whitechapel because of Alex Rudinger. Um, because of his podcast... Actually, it's called Rants and Revelations. I haven't listened to it in a while, but that's how I uh, came across this album. And I listened to the whole thing. And 
compared to their other stuff, it's quite different. Like, yeah, it's brutal and aggressive and heavy, but there's a lot of tracks that are, like, very mellow. And actually, despite being, like, a deathcore album, a lot of the songs are quite mellow compared to, like, a lot of other deathcore and stuff. Um, like the first track, um, featured clean and screamed vocals, which was, um, again, kind of different. They've done it before, but this was very different compared, just the way that they did it was weird compared to their other stuff. And then, of course, you got Forgiveness Forgiveness is Weakness. And then Brimstone, which are both aggressive deathcore tracks. And then you have, like, Brimstone contrasted with Hickory Creek, which is the song right after it. Now, this is... Hickory Creek is such a beautiful song... It's you wouldn't even expect you wouldn't even realize that it's deathcore because technically it's not. I mean, well, technically it is, but technically it's not. It's a very mellow song. Um, they make use of clean guitars instead of like very distorted ones. Like they still use distortion, but they make use of clean guitar instead. And the large majority of the song is sung, not screamed. It's, um... There's one passage where he, uh... Where he does use vocals. He's like, and it's, um... Again, it was such a departure from their... Every, most, most everything on this album and most everything that they've done before. But to hear this was, it's just so awesome. And I love this song. This is arguably one of my, well, not arguably, but like, it is one of my favorite songs ever. And honestly, it took me a couple tries to get into this album. Because it was kind of weird. It is. But now I know that it's um this is what I like. I really enjoy this album and especially this song and I and I was glad to hear that on uh Ransom Revelations that they're going to be doing more of of these uh mellow tracks on the new album Kin. So, needless to say, I cannot wait to hear the new album. And, again, it's just so weird to have that song on this album. Because they're not really known for being a very mellow band. Uh, Phil Bozeman, the vocalist, is actually known for being a, uh, like a... Like a very heavy, having a very heavy stage presence. Lots of his, um, his vocals are done very quickly. So, like, he's, uh, he's, he sings them very fast. 
which is, um, again, a departure from uh, this song. Very different than his other stuff. Well, than their, the band's other stuff. Do I think they're going to uh, go the way of a lot of uh, heavier deathcore and metalcore bands and go to like like a pop sound? I don't think so. I don't. I, I feel like they've gone this long and been this successful being a deathcore band that they wouldn't change it. But I do feel like they um, they will definitely incorporate some more of these mellow elements and more um, not poppy because it's not poppy, but these yeah I guess mellow is the best word for it. These elements into their music. Again, I don't think they're gonna change per se. Oh, excuse me. But they're definitely going to. They're definitely going to, like, experiment. For sure. And then another track after... The next track after Hickory Creek is another uh, a very aggressive song called Black Bear. I actually really like this one. Um, next, We Are One, The Other Side, Third Depth, Lovelace, and then Doom Woods. All good songs. But the again, the most standout track on that album is definitely Hickory Creek because it is different than the entire album. I know a lot of those uh, a lot of death deathcore guys are gonna be like, oh, they did a, a slow song there. But there's also a lot of guys that are gonna appreciate that, like me. I really loved Hickory Creek. One of the best songs I've ever heard, in my opinion. And this is on my most influential albums ever for a reason. Just because it is such a unique album. Like, Whitechapel has always been um, very distinct in their sound. A lot of deathcore bands sound the same. These guys have always been unique and stand, and they always stood out. Their um, their discography has always been very, very different than a lot of other people's, uh, than a lot of other deathcore bands. Phil Bozeman's uh, vocal technique is very unique, uh, being that he uh. He he is very fast when he when he does his vocals. Like um, if you ever heard of Hunt the Dinosaur, he's like that except a bit slower. That band is like Phil Bozeman on every drug. But regardless, it, it's kind of like rapping in deathcore vocals. Not every song is like that, but he has that ability, and he's done it before. It's quite it's quite impressive. To be able to do that and um, sing so harsh as well. It's quite impressive. And I that, again, that's another reason why I like Whitechapel. So. But yeah, that's, those, that's my thoughts on the album. Really good album. Overall, out of 10, I'm going to have to give it a 9. nine and a, No, 9.5. 
Um, that extra half a mark is for sentimental value. Nine, because it's just such an amazing album. Musically, lyrically. And just in execution. And that extra half a mark because it, uh, it brings me back. Just such an amazing album. Again, nine out of five out of, no, nine out of ten. Nine and a half out of ten is uh, the score for The Valley by Whitechapel. I would um, pl- I would play Whitechapel music on the show, but I can't because they they got like a label. So speaking of which, I have a label. Well, I actually run a label or co-run, co-manage Kato's Records and Sudoza Records. We are working on a thousand vocalist track. We need clean and extreme vocalists. So if you uh, you can do the cleans and you can do the screams, either way, we have room for 250 clean vocalists, and then the rest will be extreme. That was a good one. It's uh, we're gonna a thousand vocalists on one track. It's gonna be a four-hour-long track, and it's gonna be written like a book, and it's gonna be awesome. Go to Kato's Records, official Kato's underscore records underscore official. That's C-A-I-D-O-Z underscore records underscore official. You can go and check out all the good stuff there. We have a link to the Telegram page, which is uh, specifically for vocalists. Um, only vocalists. Uh, so you can get news and updates about the song. We just started a Kickstarter for it. We need money, please. If you got some spare change that you can uh, that you could donate to us, it would really mean a lot because this is not free. This is hard to do. It's it's going to take a long time, and uh, it's going to be a lot of a lot of hours to write and you know all that stuff. We uh, we're working on a trailer right now. It's um I've been blessed. I'm not religious, but I've been blessed uh, to work with these guys from Kato's and Sudoza Records. I um, they I, I'm honored to uh, to be given the position of co-manager or one of the, or part of the management team of the record labels. And uh, I want to thank those guys a lot because they they mean quite a bit to me. They're very nice guys, and I'm happy and I'm happy to uh, be a part of this. Thanks, guys. It means a lot. And also, I'm in a band now. It's called Endocrine Sacrifice. It's an AFBM band, which is anti-feminist black metal. And, um... Before you get off, oh, you, you hate women, but It's actually, uh... Created by a female. Yeah. Um... Uh, a female. A woman. A girl. Created this band, anti-feminist black metal band called Endocrine Sacrifice. And I joined because, um, you know, cool band. I've followed this chick for a while. Um, the Misanthropic Pagan on Instagram. Oh, she's private now, never mind. Go follow Endocrine Sacrifice. I'm, uh, it's kind of like a dual vocal thing, so... 
Uh, she does screams. I No, she does cleans. I do screams. It's going to be awesome. Black metal with... Um, I'm not a big black metal guy, but I'll take what I can get. Anyway, go check that out. I'll leave. I'll, I'll probably leave the link to that in the link tree. So you can go check out my band now. Not my band, but I'm in the band. Anyway. Oh, what was that? That was scary. Coming up next on Phenomena Nations, we've got... What was that? That's just my mind, my imagination. Uh, coming up next on Phenomena Nations, we've got Eulogy by the Oblivion Archetype. These guys from uh, a Mellow Death Band or Metalcore. It's kind of like a mixture of the two. Mo mellow Death being melodic death metal. Coming up next on Phenomena Nation again, that's Eulogy by the Oblivion Archetype.
<sighs> you know what? Uh, you know what I don't get is like people buying shoes, not like the actual act of buying shoes because you need shoes, obviously. But the act of buying multiple expensive pairs of shoes simply for style. So here, let me tell you um, how I buy shoes. So I get, I have uh, one pair, I uh, usually work boots. They're um, a bit bigger than shoes, but um, still not like actual boots. And I, get, I usually get one of those, well, yeah, one pair before the beginning of school. And I wear those. Literally until there's no tread and the sole is falling off. Not because I'm, not because we're like poor, but just because there's no point in spending a lot of money in shoes when these work. I I have two pairs of shoes. They're both work boots. One is for, um, you know, doing stuff like going to school, you know, go if I were to go to a function, I guess. I don't know. I don't do a lot of things. But when I'm working, I wear my other pair of work boots. They're steel toe and they're old, which, you know, that's all right. They, uh, they work. They're very comfortable. And then my other pair, I wear them to, like, school and stuff. You know, they're just, um, they're just, uh, cleaner than my other ones. The other ones are for, like, like, whatever you do. Hunting, uh working around the yard, stuff like that, but, so I got, um, and then I got a pair of winter boots, of course, and some flip-flops, because those are cheap, so yeah, I have, um, two main pairs of shoes, one for working and one for not working, one pair of winter boots, and some flip-flops for, um, for summer. But I know people that, like, lay out their shoes. They got, like, a little shrine for them. And they got so many shoes. They keep the boxes. Like, come on, bud. And they don't use the boxes for storing stuff in either. <laughs> That's the only... Re <laughs> the, um, the only reason why a shoe box is good is so you can store stuff in it. That's basically it. You know, the people, the, they keep the shoe boxes in their shoes and they, like, enshrine them like they worship them. And they got so many. Not just cheap shoes, either. Like, 200 dollars shoes. My good pair of shoes is, um, less than 100 bucks Because they were on sale. My other pair of shoes, I don't know how much they were worth, but they're older. But paying more than $150 for shoes is too much. Not only that, not for functionality, for stuff. <laughs> they don't buy them for functionality. They buy them what? shoes. They buy them for style. And even, like, and even that, no one cares what shoes you're wearing. Well, at least no normal person. I sure don't. Shoes are the stupidest thing to waste money on 
Ka-chow. Where are you going? He's working on this truck right now. Why? He's doing something to it. Oh. What? Why are you working on your truck? Because. Oh, okay. It's got to be worked on. Yeah, but not right now. Actually, He's yeah. slow. Because Michael can help me because he's a, a mechanic. Much. Oh, whoa. Much apology. But yeah, people buy shoes. I'm sorry, too. Yeah. There's just some people coming in and out of the studio. But yeah, people just buy them. Like, for no one to care. No one cares. Expensive shoes are... are I don't know. They're not, they don't even look cool. They look stupid. They're like socks with laces and then big old uh, soles. You know what my shoes are? They're work boots with um, the tongue. Well, there's little pe there's little pieces of camo on there. It actually looks pretty cool. But they're functional. Like these people, like the people that buy these shoes, like I don't hate them. A lot of them are my friends, but they 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 don't do anything with. Like they wear them to to do sports or whatever, and that's it. They wear them to school. And then they just buy, they buy like, they get like three new pairs a year. Not because they're worn out, because like, well, these ones are cooler. Bro, I get, I. <sighs> you, you like, come on, man, you know? Like, no one cares about your shoes. And if you think they do, no, they don't. I don't suggest wearing um, old runners to a business meeting. No, no, I, I wouldn't do that. But I also wouldn't wear um, a dirty work shirt either. There, there's just things you, you use your own discre you, you use your own discretion. But really, do you need to spend two hundred and fifty bucks? 200 plus dollars on a pair of shoes multiple times a year that you're just going to not wear eventually. That you don't even wear that frequently. Like, they're not going to go, like, do stuff with them. Like, they're not going to go working in them, you know? That's why they got a different pair, right? So, but then... It's not just having a pair for not working and working. It's a pair. It's having like three different pairs for not working and then one for working, you know? Me, I got one pair for working, one pair for not working. You know, like, it's just the whole thing. And it's not a big deal, but I thought I wanted to talk about it. So my message to you is you don't need to spend a lot of bucks on uh, on shoes to be popular. You're not popular because you suck. <laughs> I just joke. I just joke. Nah, you're cool. If you're listening to this podcast, you're obviously really cool. Because this is the greatest podcast ever with the greatest fans ever. And Joe, uh, no... I, I stopped making fun of Joe Rogan. Howard Stern is my next target. I used to make fun of Joe Rogan a lot in my meme page. Howard Stern is next. Howard Stern sucks balls. His show is horrible. He's not that funny. 
He's a dick. He he is arguably the worst person ever. But whatever, I don't care. That's a shorter segment. Anyway, we're we're gonna go to a break. I'm gonna play some music. Coming up next on Phenomena Nations, we got the new uh, we played this before, but this is the new single from, or the newest single from Dead Defined. Uh, this is Rise and Stall. Coming up next on Phenomena Nations. I love this song. Uh, we'll be right back. You rise your new stall. You kill in the mall. There's nobody else all around you.
we're back. I'm gonna go full politics this episode. All right. So um, of course we gotta talk COVID. All right. Well, it's just what you do. It's just what I do. Now I want to say this. I don't understand how it's extreme in any sense to oppose mandatory medical procedures which is mandatory vaccinations. I don't understand how that is extreme in any way. I don't understand how it's extreme to not do something based on your own medical or religious or otherwise convictions. I thought it was about pro-choice. It's not, obviously. Only when it comes to uh, murdering a baby. Baby. That came out weird, but... That's the only time when, you know, pro-choice uh, applies. Of, of course, because that makes sense, right? Because, you know... <laughs> yeah. How about this, alright? If I can find it. Oh my god. Okay, here it is. Here. Nope, nope. Here it is. Let's look at the uh, 10 stages of genocide. Um, step one, or stage one, classification. People are divided into us and them. That's been done, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Which, um... Is no different than saying the Jews and, you know, everyone else. The blacks and the whites. There is, there's no difference between that. Symbolization. That's the second part. People are forced to identify themselves. Yep, it's called the vaccine passport. Discrimination. And that's the third step. People begin to face the system. Systematic discrimination. That's happening too. You can't come in here unless you're vaccinated. Oh, you don't have your vaccine? You're not allowed to come in here. Oh, you're not allowed to go see your family unless you're vaccinated. Makes sense. Step four, dehumanization. People equate with... People are equated with animals, vermin, or diseases. <laughs> yeah? Five, organization. The government creates specific groups, police slash military, to enforce the policies. Yeah, that's um, that's on its way for sure. They actually are doing stuff like that already. You look at, um, well, Australia, places in the States, places in Canada too. They're, um, they're sending the, um, the military... To uh, enforce this. I would like to point out, however, um, that Canada has a 
about 5,000 um, deployment-ready troops. And um, in total, in like the last year, there's been 14,000 letters of resignation to the uh, Canadian Armed Forces. So currently there's only approximately 5,000 deployment-ready troops for the Canadian Armed Forces, just so you know. And I, also, a fun little fact. Did you know that technically, not even technically, um, Saskatchewan, Canada is under martial law. The government reserves the right to um, just come in your house without a warrant, do whatever they want to you, only thing is that the the military hasn't been called out just yet. Step six, polarization. The government broadcasts propaganda to turn the populace against the group. Oh, those unvaccinated, they're killing grandma. If you oh, if you don't get vaccinated, you obviously must um want people to die. Yeah, that's yeah, that's going on. Polarization. We um. So far, we've hit all six steps. Let's go to step seven. Preparation. Official action to remove slash relocate people. Well, they are building camps. Quarantine camps. Yes, that is confirmed. They're for sure doing it in Australia. There's a couple reports that I've seen. I've seen people uh, visiting them. You know, taking a look. Oh, yeah, this is... So, right now, we're on step seven. Step eight, persecution. Beginning of, oh wait, beginning of murders, theft, or property, uh, trial, ma- trial massacres. And we haven't heard, that. hopefully, we are not there yet. Hopefully, we don't get to that stage. Step nine, extermination. Wholesale elimination of the group. It is extermination and not murder because because these people are not considered human. Step 10, denial. The government denies that it has committed any crime. Ring a bell? Not sure if you've heard of this place called Nazi Germany. It was really... It's a pretty obscure um, historical event. Just in case... um, You've never heard of it because, you know. Since when? Like, literally. Okay, let's just... Let's just uh, take this in. When has the good guys ever taken part in... um, I don't don't know. Censorship. Burning books. You know persecution of a of a group with just because um well they're all they gotta make up something never I've never heard that anyone who still gets upset at people acting normal isn't actually expecting to get back to normal ever facts for real Now, um, in a lot of places, starting in Canada, you're starting to need to be vaccinated to get an organ transplant. This is from CTV News. 
Toronto Hospital Network to require organ transplant patients to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Because safety, right? For real, though. For real. If that doesn't make you mad, you should really rethink your beliefs, please. I implore you. Let's replace um, the unvaccinated with the term Jews. All Jews are not allowed into sporting events. All Jews are not allowed to visit with their family indoors. All Jews are not allowed in restaurants. All Jews are not allowed in non-essential services. Starting to ring a bell? If it's not, read a history book. For real. Like... Read another thing and then we'll go to a quick break. What makes sex not rape? Consent. What makes a job not slavery? Consent. What makes a transaction not a robbery? Consent. What makes mandatory vaccines not tyranny? Like, we're not forcing you to, but if you don't, you're not allowed to eat, you're not allowed to go to the supermarkets, you're not allowed to go to the liquor store, you're not allowed to go have fun, you're not allowed to go to the bars, you're not allowed to go to the pubs, you're not allowed to go to the restaurants, you're not allowed to go to gas stations, you're not allowed to go to convenience stores, so on and so forth, but it's not mandatory. Like, you don't have to, like, like Harvey Weinstein, you don't have to suck my dick, but if, but if you don't, you're never going to work here again, bud. Well, you probably wouldn't have said bud, but, you know, makes sense, right? Right? real though again I don't understand how this is extreme in any way to draw conclusions from historical precedence to point out blatant and obvious segregation and discrimination to believe that no one should be discriminated against Regardless of their personal choices. Again. Is that extreme in any way? I would argue... Not. I would argue that it isn't. But again, who am I, right? I'm just a person living through this. I'm just dumb. I don't know anything. 
I'm just a kid. It, it floors me how people don't understand this. And they... Honestly, though. What? Anyway, we're going to go to a quick break. Coming up next, we're going to play Honor with their song 2020, the opening track from their newest EP, the Pandemolition EP. Coming up next, we'll be right back. <laughs> Stay inside, 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 stay inside
2020 off of the Pandemolition EP. Love that song. Love that album. Anyway, we're going to get back right into what we were talking about. So, um, like, like we were saying, we were talking about the COVID. Like, again, how is it extreme to believe that people should be able to make their own choices and do what they think is best for them? Especially when it comes to invasive or, well, medical procedures of any sort. And to believe that I'm a threat to you because I don't have, I haven't gone through that medical procedure, but you have. How does that make sense? If the vaccine works, why are the unvaccinated people a concern? If the vaccine doesn't work, why are we being coerced into taking it? Well, everyone's got to get vaccinated. Well, aren't you vaccinated? Aren't you, uh, shouldn't you be protected? Yeah, I'm protected, but you have to get it, otherwise I might get it. Well, why would I get it then? But I thought you were protected, but I am. Well, then why do, why do I need to get it? Well, because I might get it if you have it. You have to protect me. It's not just a matter of a virus which uh, has a minuscule death and infection rate, and the um, PCR test that's used to diagnose it is extremely flawed. Like, um, if the test... It's ran in cycles. And each cycle um, basically blows it up, right? It's like looking through a microscope, right? Like... You can see more and more. However, the more and more you cycle it, the less accurate it becomes. By the time you run it 35 times, 35 cycles, the um, the rate... At w- 
the word. Efficacy? I don't know. The word... Well, the, the false positives. It's a 97% chance of you having a false positive by the time that they run it 35 times. And the least amount that... Um, Canada runs is 33 in Nova Scotia, I believe. Um, it's between, it's usually in Canada, it's between 33 and like 42. So the, the effectiveness of it drops to like 3%. Also, it's not, the PCR test is not meant to diagnose viruses. I mean, just according to Carrie Mullis, Dr. Carrie Mullis, who is the creator of it. And you gotta listen to the science, right? But only the specific scientists, the ones that are getting paid to say, you know, the ones on TV. Like, you can listen to Dr. Fauci and Teresa Tam, but don't listen to Dr. Michael Yeadon, um, the former VP and head of research at Pfizer, who says, no, this this isn't good, we shouldn't be doing this. Nor should you listen to, um, oh, his name escapes me, Robert, Robert Malone, the creator of mRNA technology, who says it, it shouldn't be mandatory and there hasn't been enough tests of it, who has basically been scrubbed from the internet, on the, on the Wikipedia page, mRNA technology was credited to, um, Dr. Robert Malone. Now, it says a group of scientists. They changed it because he went against what they were saying. Dr. Brett Weinstein. the From the Dark Horse podcast. Um, but don't trust those ones. <laughs> no, no, no. Trust the ones that are on TV that get paid to say it. You know, the government pays them to do that. Because, you know, that makes sense, right? I don't think mandatory vaccination should be at all. I don't think they should exist. I think it should be a choice 100%. There's too many factors and variables that go into diagnosing COVID. Well, when they say, oh, the ICUs are full. Let's look at the Prince Albert Saskatchewan Hospital. Guess how many beds? ICU beds. And now, take into account, Prince Albert is a town of about 30, uh, city of about 36,000 people. As well, it's the, it's basically the last city before you go up north in Saskatchewan. So we have, it's about at the center, give or take, of Saskatchewan. Cut it from well, a little bit below, a little bit south before you go to Saskatoon, which is the next closest city, or well, major city, I guess. There's also Warman and Osler and stuff, but there's a little bit of gap between the s south of Prince Albert and then where it goes to actually Prince Albert and then north. So there's about, uh, I would estimate, between fifty to 60,000 people for that one hospital. Because if you're up north, you uh, get helicoptered down to the Prince Albert Hospital. There's nine ICU beds in total. And when they say, oh, well, it's full of patients. 
well, sometimes they'll say, well, the ICUs are full. Sometimes they'll say they're full of people with COVID. However, you don't, you, they don't take into account the variables. When they say it's just full, that doesn't mean anything. There could be nine people, one person that got shot, one that got stabbed. You're not taking into account someone who had an accident with a chainsaw, someone who got in a car crash. That happens a lot every day. And for 60, 50 to 60,000 people who, are, who, are, who would be admitted to that one hospital. I don't know. That's uh, not a lot of beds. Now, you also have to take into account, say someone goes there. You have to get tested, basically. So if someone tests positive for COVID, but they cut off their fingers with a chainsaw, they're marked as a COVID case in the ICU. Well, the ICUs are full. They're always full. Talk to anyone. Or, well, maybe not everyone. Because not everyone's been to the ICU. I could name, like, three people that I know close. And then there's more people that I... They're just, like, friends or acquaintances that have gone to the ICU. Not, like, before COVID. And, like, yeah, it's, it was full. I had to sit on the floor, you know? Lots of people get into lots of accidents for a lot of different reasons every day. Murders happen every day. Assaults happen that people have to go to the ICU for. People get stabbed. People get in car accidents. People accidentally drink bleach. I don't know. You're not. People aren't taking into into account all of the different variables that makes diagnosis very important. Well, that makes diagnosis possible. It's very important that you take into account all of these different variables. Otherwise, you're not getting a a very pure diagnosis or analysis of the situation. You just aren't. Well, there's a co there's a co there's like um thousand COVID cases in Alberta today. Well, guess what? Uh, that's not the actual number. I don't know what the actual number is. They count if you've been out of school for a couple of days. They count that as a COVID case. They do like so. Say if your um your dog just died and you got to take a few days to recuperate. You know, your dog was fourteen when he died. Whatever. So if you're out of school or you're out of work for like two or three days, that's marked as a COVID case. And believe it or not, people take the day off school very often. Again, you're not taking into account every variable. COVID cases, oh, you're asymptomatic. Are you taking into account how many times the PCR test has been run? What, what, um, what's the effectiveness of the test? What kind of test did you run? There's a lot of give and take here. And the government seems to be take, 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 take. And no give. Hospital's full of ICU. No, the ICU is full at the hospital. Um, you don't mention there's a lot of vaccinated people in there with COVID. Uh, the large majority of COVID deaths now are vaccinated people. The, uh, this is, well, this, at this time last year, there was like four times less COVID deaths and, um, 
and cases. Well, guess what happened at this time of the year? This time, 80% of Canada or 75% of Canada's eligible population is vaccinated. But it's because of the Delta variant or the Lambda variant. Right? Because that makes sense. Again, I don't understand how it's extreme to look at this skeptically. If you think it is, that's your loss, bud. Because guess what? We have historical precedent and you're being willfully ignorant of such. This is eerily, not not even eerily, this is extremely similar to... um, I don't know, Soviet Russia, North Korea, Vietnam, Nazi Germany, all the Eastern Bloc countries, Venezuela, Cuba, just to name a few. Hey? And again, you have historical precedent. You can look up anything. Just as long as you know the right places to look. You're not going to go expecting to find something bad about communism on, like, Wikipedia or CTV or CNN. You have to know where to look. But you also have to look at both sides. You have to be objective about it, not just listen to one side. At some, well, but Although at some point you got to just, like... I don't listen to the mainstream news anymore. I just stopped caring because they were just lying. Not even like technicalities, blatant lies. I'm going to play you a video here real quick. This is, um, this is from some guy named Bull. Bill, sorry. That's S-O-M-E-G-U-Y. N-A-M-E-D-B-I-L-L on Instagram. This is his, uh, the, the video. The black community doesn't trust the vaccine. Here's why. Now, let, and before I get to this, let's just talk statistics here. By saying those unvaccinated, guess who's mostly unvaccinated? People of ethnic minorities. Black people, indigenous Mexican or Hispanic, who whatever you want. Here, I'll play this video. It kind of explains why. Dear white liberals, 28% of black Americans aged 18 to 44 years old are vaccinated in New York. Meaning, the vaccine passports deny over 72% of the black community their services. Since you think voter ID is racist, you must surely think that vaccine passports are as well, but you don't. Instead, you want to demonize everyone who refuses the COVID-19 vaccine. So let me tell you exactly why the black community is the most resistant to this vaccine. Let's go back to a time when the government decided that the blacks would be used as guinea pigs without their knowledge. From 1932 to 1972, the government conducted the infamous Tuskegee experiment on black men in an attempt to understand the effects of syphilis. Participants were told that they were being treated for bad blood. We were lied to. From 1965 to 1966, 
the government conducted experiments on prisoners, the majority of them being black, to understand the effects of Agent Orange. Prisoners were told that this was simply dermatology research. We were lied to. From 1960 to 1971, the government conducted Cold War radiation experiments on poor black cancer patients in an attempt to gain an understanding on how much radiation the human body could take. Patients were told that this would help cure their cancer. Once again, we were lied to. The list of atrocities and deceit goes on, yet white liberals seem to think that they know what's best for us. The truth is, black Americans have authority over our own bodies, not you. We're tired of being controlled, manipulated, and lied to. The bottom line is this, we truly won't know the effects of this vaccine for at least a few years. After all that we've been through, we are allowed to be skeptical. So my question to you, white liberals, is why are you applauding forced vaccinations on those who don't trust it? On those who come from a lineage of trauma due to dark history? I thought, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, so you can go and uh, watch that. I, again, I, I don't have the link on me, so I, I just told you who it was on Instagram. That's a bit messed up, is it not? Like, I don't think it should be mandatory for anyone. However, if you're looking at... Uh, well, not even however. Just, I don't think it should be any, uh, mandatory for anyone. Looking at that video, you can tell. Not, not even tell, but statistically speaking... The most hesitant of this vaccine are blacks, people of ethnic minorities. So basically by saying those darn unvaccinated people, you should be saying, well, not even you should be, but you, you shouldn't say that, but technically you're saying those damn blacks, those damn Indians, those whoever it is, it, ethnic minorities are the most hesitant of the vaccine. And again, I say, I say, is it really that extreme to question something that the government's saying? The government, any government, has had his has history of lying since the beginning of the governmental system. We've had. There's always been. Oops, sorry. Um, lies. There, there just has been. And again, I don't see how it's extreme in any way to compare this to historical precedent because there's some shocking similarities and parallels. Let's just take a look at this here. Norway reclassified COVID as the ordinary flu. Croatia's president calls out vaccine insanity. Brazil's president will not support vaccine passports and restrictions. Denmark lifted restrictions. Sweden lifted restrictions. Ireland plans to drop COVID restrictions by October 22nd. Yeah, so that's about it. I'm going to go to another break. 
Uh, we're going to play this the new song by Curse of Malice. They're another new band that we've got. Um, they're a black metal band. Again, not a big black metal guy, but these guys are cool. Um, their singer is a um, really cool guy. I've talked to him a little bit over Instagram. So we're going to play uh, their new song, The Death of Stalingrad. Love this song, actually. I, I really enjoy this song. Uh, coming up next, that's Curse of Malice with The Curse of Stalingrad. No, the the death of Stalingrad, if I'm... Yes, the death. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said curse. It's the death of Stalingrad. We'll be right back. I'm Max Pachet. <laughs>
Podcast. All right, and we are back. So, we're probably going to continue the trend of talking about, like, COVID and, uh, and stuff. So, you know, just, like, I don't know, man. It's just... It is objectively not as bad as they say it is. And again, and also, it is objectively wrong to force someone to get the vaccine. Not subjectively, objectively. Like, there is no debate that that is wrong. It is um, morally incorrect. It is legally incorrect. It is ethically incorrect. It is unsafe. And it hurts people. My mom always told me to uh, to judge if something was bad. Was it illegal? Was it immoral? Was it unethical? Was it unsafe? Did it hurt anyone? And um, forcing someone to get the COVID vaccine checks all of those boxes. And I think you would agree with me that those are, I would say, relatively good criteria for judging if something is wrong or bad you know, stuff like that. It's, um, yeah. No, there's a lot to it, and I, um, and I hope just one day that people will realize that, um, hey, maybe people are allowed to have, um, their own opinions, and Maybe I may not agree with them. I may think they're stupid, but that doesn't mean I can't be friends with them. You know, I'm friends with a lot of liberals and uh, people who got the vaccine. I don't hate them. I don't. Once they start saying that I'm dirty because I didn't get the vaccine, well, maybe that's when you cut ties. Because there's no use in being in a relationship, intimate or otherwise, like a friendship relationship, if they don't uh, believe that you should be treated with respect or that you have no dignity or that you're just some crazy conspiracy theorist that is stupid and should be forced uh, forced into medical procedures. You know? Like... I like a white person and a black person be, can be friends. There's no arguing with that, but w- I wouldn't imagine a white person, uh, no, not a black person and a member of the Ku Klux Klan would get along too well. You know, just stuff like that. Like, I don't care who you are, but when you start thinking, when you start saying and thinking that I'm a bad person because of my personal choices, not be, not like. Maybe I like murder, like I'm a serial killer. That that would be basic. That would be a good basis to decide whether someone is a good person or not. But just because I choose um, what I want put in my body, what my uh, what I want, what kind of medical procedures I want to um, to have done to me. Again, if you don't care, I'll be your friend. You know, as long as we find some sort of common interest. 
Even even if not, we can be friends. I don't know. But again, I don't hate people who um who are vaccinated. That's um that's completely untrue. Every like we don't hate anyone that's unvaccinated against COVID-19. No one hates the people that are vaccinated. The vaccinated people that we hate are the ones that think we are less than them. You know? And I don't think that's wrong to say in any way. I don't. I mean, like, I don't even hate them. I just... feels bad for them, really. Like... It's... Like, again, again, I want to make sure people know this. I don't hate people that are unvaccinated... Or that are vaccinated. We can be friends. You know? Well, whatever. But uh, I guess we can move on from that a little bit. So imagine this, right? Imagine a pandemic so deadly that we can fire nurses and doctors in the hundreds because they are not vaccinated. And still... And then complain about the hospitals being overrun, right? Imagine that. Yes, that happens. It it is happening. So many nurses and doctors are being fired because they don't want to um, take the COVID vaccine. And objectively, you don't want to be firing nurses and doctors during a pandemic, so-called pandemic. Imagine a vaccine so safe, you have to be coerced and uh, even forced into getting it. Makes It makes perfect sense, right? Well, of course. Of course, bud. Like... I don't think vaccination should be mandatory for anything. You want to make that choice? You you have now analyzed the risk um, reward factor, the risk versus reward versus whatever is um, whatever you think is best for you. That that should be what. Um, what you uh what what your decision is it should be based uh, it's it's your um personal convictions i don't think it's wrong to say that and most of the people that are uh, you know fourth vaccinations Most of them believed in a free choice or personal convictions until they disagree with them, you know. Here's um, a few headlines from uh, a couple years ago. This is from theglobeandmail.com. Hospitals overwhelmed by surge of flu cases from January 12th, 2011. From January 10th, 2017. From 
www.newswire.ca. Ontario government responsible for overwhelmed hospital emergency. November 3rd, 2016 from thespec.com. Hamilton's, Hamilton's hospitals overwhelmed with patients. Again, that's from 2016. From 2013, from ctvnews.ca. Hospitals overwhelmed by flu and norovirus patients. So it happens, like, every year. What what have um, the, vac- the unvaccinated people been... Uh, been banned from. Let's look here. July 8th, 1942, Jews are forbidden to uh, frequent all public establishments. Well, uh, let's see here. You got restaurants. Oh, yeah, the unvaccinated are banned from those. Cafes. Oh, we're banned from those too. Theaters. Banned. Cinemas. Well, uh, uh, theaters are like acting theaters back then. Cinemas. Yeah, we're banned from those. Concerts. We can't go to many of those anymore. Museums, no, can't go to those. Sporting events as participants and spectators. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Again, shocking similarities to many uh, tyrannical rules in the past. You know? <laughs> Yeah. It's, um... You know, when, like... You see all these pictures with, uh... All these celebrities, they're going to the Emmys without masks on. You know, they're doing all those uh, celebrations without them. You know? I like this one. We tried scaring you. Then we bribed you. Then we guilted you. Then we shamed you. Then we blamed you. Now we're going to fire you because we care about you. And it's a picture of the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I don't think that it should, like, I don't think that it's wrong to say that vaccinated people shouldn't agree with all these firings and discrimination and segregation. Simply because it's objectively wrong. It is. It's not right. It it just isn't. You know, and I can uh, sit here all day just telling you the... um... Oh, damn. Telling you all the hypocrisy and the wrong things that they're doing. <sighs> but that would get boring, wouldn't it? So we're going to play you some music. Um, you know, I, 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 I just get at a loss for words at some point during these shows. It, it's... Yeah. Coming up next, we're going to play... Um, one of my favorite pop punk tunes or modern ones that I've heard that I've heard ever. Um, this is a song called um, 
What's Your Name by Homesick Holiday. They just released a new single. Maybe we'll play it next up next week. It's called um, Lose My Mind. I actually really like that song. Um, but uh, this is um, What's Your Name by Homesick Holiday. These guys are a pop punk band from... Uh, damn, I don't know where they're from. Huh. I wish I knew. I like. I was going to say Arkansas, but that's 40 open. Aw, oh, damn it. What did I do? Damn it. What's happening? Oh, sorry about that. Anyway, uh. Coming up next on Phenomena Nations, we've got Homesick Holiday with What's Your Name? I've been waiting all week for the right time. Now they're both gone and it's on tonight. Everybody's pulling up, filling their cups, getting super drunk. And then I see her passing by. But she's surrounded by a bunch of other guys. So I grab my comb and fix my hair. I think I'm gonna screw it all up, but I don't care. I said, hey, what's your name? And she said, Homesick Holiday with their debut single, What's Your Name? Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, um, that was Homesick Holiday with What's Your Name. 
Now, this is going to be the last segment for me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a good, it was a good one, I think. I uh, got a little heavy on the politics, but that's okay sometimes, because I need to vent somewhere, somehow, and you guys are the perfect place and way to do it, because no, no one can tell me, hey, shut up. Guess what? You're, um, you're not here, loser. <laughs> But yeah, there's um go follow our Instagram, go follow my band's page. You can follow my Instagram at official underscore PNPOD or our meme page, uh PN Memes15. And then my band is Endocrine Sacrifice. I will have uh, that you can also find that in the in my bio for my uh for my podcast. But we'll, uh, it'll probably be in the in the link tree by the time this episode is up. And that's basically going to do it for me, other than a few things. Please leave me a five-star review. It really helps with the show. Tell your friends about the show. Share it on your social medias. You know, check out all these amazing bands that are on the show, because... They work hard to make their music, and it's um, you know, it's a struggle out there. And um, you know, I'm just trying to like go buy merch from our merch store. Go to our link tree, linktr.ee/pnpod to get all our links. Go check out our website, uh, podpage.com/slash/phenomena-nations-podcast. That's a that's a good place to be. And, um... You know, there's not much else to it. Thank you so much for listening to my show. And we'll, um... We'll see you next week. I've been... Wait, where am I? Max Pichette. It means a lot that you guys have been listening. And, uh, we'll see you definitely, um... Next week... It's uh, it's been awesome. Again, thank you so much for listening to Phenomena Nations. You're listening to Vertigo by Troll, Portland, Maine funk metal band. I love these guys. Such good music. I, I'm I'm a big guy for funk metal.
Anyway, I've been Max Pichette of Phenomena Nation's podcast. Don't forget to say no to mandatory masks and vaccines and party on. been a fan of funk metal that oh that slap bass just me so good funk metal is like so underrated bands like infectious grooves and mordred and then bands with like funk influences like corn and psycho stick like come on you can't not love it